0: No.
1: Right. Then he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with a sword. And I, even I, only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke the pieces of the rocks, and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in a cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with a sword. And I, even I, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him Go return your way return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus and when you arrive you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria and Jehu the son of Nimshi you shall anoint to be king over Israel and Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah you shall anoint to be prophet in your place And the one who escapes the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who es- escapes the sword of Jehu shall Elijah, Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to bow, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Amen. So um, I know a lot of us, don't, we don't know the context of the scripture. i said we don't read our bibles but there's elijah is a most of the time if you're in church circles you know that elijah is one of the the prophets that we all look up to we are we are excited when we hear the name elijah elijah is a very powerful prophet now elijah was found himself elijah found himself in under the reign of a certain king called ahab and the bible says of ahab that ahab was a very evil king and he's so evil to the extent that the Bible takes its time to record that Ahab was more evil than all the kings that had preceded him and this is the this is the kind of environment Elijah finds himself in. But Elijah is not scared of Ahab. As a matter of fact, in the story somewhere he goes to confront Ahab but Elijah feels like he's the only prophet left and In the reign of Ahab, God through Elijah causes a a drought, a three-year drought. And it's in that drought that Elijah went to lodge by a certain brook, and then he was being fed um, divinely by God. Then the brook dried up. Can you imagine? God caused him to cause, God allowed him to cause a, a, a drought, and then God starts providing for him, all of a sudden, the brook is dried up. Come on. Then... So Elijah, God tells Elijah, go to the the widow of Zarephath, and Uncle Bijou took us to that story. Then after three years, Elijah comes back, and then he comes to declare an end to the drought. But before that, there's a massive showdown on a a, a mountain, and he... he, um, It was was between uh, the God of Elijah and the God of the prophets of Baal, which is Baal. And then um, Elijah calls for fire, the prophets of Baal call for fire, and then only God shows up. And after this, Elijah goes to slaughter 450 prophets. He killed, I don't know how you understand this, but Elijah killed 400, not women and children, 450 men were prophets and after Elijah kills these people Ahab goes to tell his wife okay before before we go on along the line before Elijah um, announces the drought Ahab goes to marry a certain woman called Jezebel and it is Jezebel's God who is Baal that they are worshipping and then Baal doesn't show up and Ahab the Bible describes him as evil so you can imagine Ahab built a very big statue for the prophet of Baal in God's land the land that God was taking people in the wilderness 40 years to, to enter. Ahab builds, builds a, a, a statue for another God. So Ahab goes to tell his wife that okay, this one prophet he has come, he has come to kill all your prophets. And this is what is happening. You caught fire, your, your prophet's God didn't show up. But his God showed up. So at the end of the day, he has killed 450 prophets. Then, so Jezebel is angry, and she's looking for Elijah to kill him. Now, this is a man who has killed 450 men. But Elijah is afraid. Sometimes, you are, we've been talking about hearing the voice of God, but I know that some people come to church because they are afraid. They are afraid of the other things outside. And it's like, if you slack, something will kill you. How many of you feel like that sometimes? Like, I used I used to feel when I was younger that if I if I slack and I miss church two Sundays, I'll backslide. When I backslide, whatever I backslide into is what is going to kill me. So, I knew that me I didn't do some things in school not because um, not because my mother said I shouldn't do it. Things like drugs. Uh, in alcohol, not because my mother said I shouldn't do it, but I was afraid that if I try it, I'll die. So Elijah is afraid of Jezebel and Jezebel is, is coming after him and Elijah goes to hide in a certain cave and then he's in the cave and then God comes to him, so that's the scripture we just read and the word of the Lord comes to him and asks him that Elijah, what are you doing here? And Elijah is ranting, he says I'm the only person who is standing for you, what, what, what then God tells him go and stand on the mountain. It's like when you go, when you go to government offices and you go to the reception and you go and tell them what you are coming to do, then they tell you, sit there, I'm coming. It's sometimes annoying. Or you are going to see your headmistress. You go and you tell her everything. Then she tell you, sit there, I'm coming. Then she come back again. Then she come and ask you, What are you doing here? And that is what God, God is doing to Elijah. So God tells him, What are you doing here? Elijah is running then God tells him, go to the top of the mountain. And then Elijah goes to stand at the top of the mountain. I hope you remember what we, 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 we discussed the last time: separating yourself from the crowd. And then, um, who can I remind me? You? Separating yourself from the crowd, waiting. And then, when you are waiting, you go with the word of God. Right? Right? Oh. So Elijah goes to the top of the mountain, and he's waiting. And it seems as if there's another cave at the top of the mountain. I don't know why Elijah likes caves, but he's hiding in the cave. And then the Bible says that a strong wind came, and the wind the wind tore the mountains. Nobody has seen that kind of wind in this room, because if there's a wind that can it, it tore the mountains and it broke the rocks. So How many of who, who here has worked in a, a stone quarry or something before? Nobody. Who who has tried breaking a stone before? You've tried breaking a stone. Was it easy? But the Bible says that this wind broke the stones and it tore the mountains. But there's a disappointing thing at the end of that. The Bible says the Lord was not in the wind. Now this is a very big thing. Me if I was on a mountain and the wind came to break the mountain the mountains and break the stones. I mean, I'll say I've met God. I don't know about you, but that's my testimony. I'm coming down, coming down with him. Because even though God hasn't said anything, I know that He showed up. Then Elijah, Elijah knew that God's voice was not in the wind, so he was still in the cave. He was still waiting. And if you remember last last week. God kept talking to Moses, yet he told Moses to go and wait on the mountain for him. And there's a point that I left out last week that I want us to remember today. And that's my first point. Uncle Bethmond, Pastor Bethmond preached a message. And then one of the points in his message was building a track record of obedience. Right. And before Moses... wiki man. Before Moses could end up on the mountain for 40 days, he had built a track record of listening to the voice of God small, 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 small. It was Auntie Gina who taught us that God speaks to your mind, he speaks to your body and he speaks to your spirit. If you don't learn to obey God in those small, small voices, trust me, you end up on any in any special experience with God. Because before you can get to that experience, you have to be listening to God's voice to know where to go. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't get up and starve yourself the whole day and call it a fast. God is, the Bible says that is God who ordains his fast. Sometimes eh, you go into prayer for hours and God will show up because He didn't send you there. And you have to be able to obey God in small things because it's obeying God in the small things and hearing his voice that you know that God said take a left left turn, open the gates, go to this girl's house, go and tell her to repent. Do you understand? So you cannot be, you cannot be walking with God and not obey the small instructions you don't do your quiet time but you want to see God's face and hear his voice, oh, We've been told pray 15 minutes, pray in tongues for 15 minutes a day. You don't do it. You can't spend two hours in the presence of God. So Elijah has built this track record and that is what ends him up at the top of the mount. And the wind comes, and God is not in it. Because at this point, Elijah knows the voice of God well. So he's not not perturbed by the giddy giddy. And last week I said that some of us, when we come to church and there's a lot of excitement, we think that God showed up. The Bible says that there was an earthquake. It wasn't the earthquake that broke the rocks and tore the mountains by the way, The wind did all the work. And the earthquake came and God was still not in the earthquake so Elijah was waiting and the fire came and God was not in the fire last week when we're looking at the story of Moses God came and then the the Bible says that the Israelites saw fire at the top of the mountain mind you this is the same mountain in the Old Testament so when when I when I finished writing my my message I sent it to Pastor Bamont to go through for me and then he pointed something that I hadn't seen so in the old testament you see two mountains being mentioned of Mount Horeb and Mount Sinai mind you they are the same thing they are the same place it's just that it's like a description so Mount Horeb means I think a blazing heat or something Mount Sinai means the sun it's just the same thing that the different people are describing in different ways so it's the same mountain that Elijah goes on but Moses experiences God and it was the, the people of Israel saw fire and smoke and everything on the top of the mountain. But Elijah goes there and all these things are happening and God is still not in it. And Elijah knows that God is not there. Because the same place, the same two-hour prayer that somebody will do and fall down and shout, you God will come to you in that two-hour prayer and you just give you one scripture to go away with. The same same, uh, fasting that we'll be doing this week, at the end of the week, people, some people will come out with messages, long messages, powerful messages, and some people will live with only one scripture. It does not mean that God didn't talk to you. And the Bible says that when Elijah heard the sound of a whisper, he knew that God was around. Because Elijah was attentive, turn to your neighbor and tell him pay attention, pay attention. Some of you when you come to church then you're on your phone, the whole time you're on your phone, you will miss everything that is going on in the service, I promise, when you come to church then you and your friend you are gossiping, you are expecting the person preaching to say that I saw God coming before you pay attention. When we come, sometimes we go to church and then the instrumentalists go and sit. The service is going on like in an auditorium like this and the door we pass is at the left and all our instruments are at the left. So the door the instrumentalist pass at And they go and pass and they go and sit outside where the phones go behind, and they and chat the whole service. Then when they hear a song, depending on who is singing the song and how powerful the song is, then they will send the right person to go and play. <laughs> The light is saying okay because he understands. <laughs> because if you have five keyboardists, you know that this person is better at praises, this person is better at worship. The worship, when you goes to strings, so you have to call this person. And sometimes we do that. We don't pay attention. We are waiting for the big thing to happen before you know that God is here. But pay attention. Turn to your neighbor again and tell him, pay attention. When you come to church, don't sleep talking to three people <coughs> pay attention then the, the voice of God comes and is in the form of a low whisper and Elijah covers himself with a cloak his face with a cloak and he goes to stand outside and then God asks him again what are you doing here as I said at this point, if I was Elijah, I would have asked God as you the first one when I said it. You didn't hear. <laughs> I said the people are coming to kill me, oh, they are coming to kill me. <laughs> hey, I'm way past all this. Then God asks Elijah, What are you doing here? Then Elijah starts to talk. And Elijah tells God the truth. Elijah doesn't go and tell God that I need power, I need then, and Elijah tells God the truth as it is. The way Elijah was talking is as if he felt that God hadn't seen anything that has happened yet. And sometimes that is the way we have to be with God. We have to be very frank. We are fasting this week. Different people are fasting for different things. Some people are fasting for power and, uh, what? and might. Some people are fasting to, to hear God in a particular way. But you you know that there's something that has been chasing you. And this is not the time for you to go and be telling God that uh, I need this. I need power. I need the, uh, power to take over nations. Sometimes when I see some of those um, 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 comments on people's social media, I'm like, are, are you sure you want this? Say, we are taking over the nations. You can't take over your quiet time. We are taking over nations. <laughs> But be very frank with God. Funny enough, when um I prayed Ghana 2017 at a KNUST, Prophet Joel Joel Taki, Prophet Joel Taki came to preach and he preached with the same scripture. But when he was done, he was ministering to some people and he asked one of the girls that what does she want? The girl went to say some plenty things. And Uncle Joel was like are not serious because the thing that is in your heart is not what you are seeing. Some of you, you, you need God to intervene in your family, otherwise, you will get school fees to go to school next day. But when we come and we are praying, and God is asking you, What are you doing here? then you come and you want to follow the crowd and say the same prayer that the crowd is saying. God wants to hear what is on your heart. God wants to hear what is on your heart. Elijah was afraid. He was scared for his life. And when God met him, Elijah is a very mighty prophet. If you follow the story, he has killed 450 people. He has caused the job for three years. But when God met him and he asked him, what are you doing here? Elijah said the whole story. He told him that, yeah, I'm the, I'm the only person who has done who has stood for you all this while. And they want to kill me. That is why I'm here. I'm not, I'm not here to have an encounter with you. I'm here because I'm hiding. They want to kill me. Sometimes you have to be frank. God comes to you in the service and asks you, why are you here? My friend invited me to church, full stop. That's why I came. I do come to come and meet you. If you are facing a problem, say it. If it's your academic, say it. Why are you praying for two hours every day? You are saying you want anointing, you want this. But you know that the reason why you are praying for two hours every day is that the last time you were last but one in class. And if you slack next time, you will be repeated. You have to say it. Then, after all this, then God is giving him instructions. You have to learn to engage God. When you come into the presence of God, don't be overwhelmed and just... just lie down. Sometimes it's good to enjoy the presence of God, but sometimes God comes because He wants to hear your voice. He wants you to engage Him. Because it is after Elijah tells God all his problems that God tells him that okay, get up. Go and anoint this person to be king. When anoint this person. At the end of the day, Elijah anointed. Elijah was scared for his life. He went to hide in a cave. When God met him, he left to go and anoint two kings and a prophet. Then God promised him seven thousand people in Israel who will stand for him. And if you know the prophet Elisha, the prophet Elijah, when you when, when we I don't know, won't read it because you have to pray. But when you read the subsequent um, verses, if you see how Elijah called Elisha, he didn't go and convince him. That thing that when we when, when we go and talk to people that we are trying to call them, uh, oh, we suffer. When you go for evangelism, we suffer. Sometimes, couples with this. you go for evangelism just to go and win one so, that they'll pour water on you. Me too, I'm a student too. <laughs> but if you see the way Elijah calls Elijah he just he's walking and he sees um, Elisha plowing a field with oxen. And then Elijah just goes and he casts his cloak on Elisha. Elisha gets up and Elijah didn't stop. He cast his cloak and he was going. Then Elisha gets up and he started chasing him. Then Elijah said, Why are you following me? Sometimes discipleship is difficult because you have not heard the voice of God yet. Every day you go there trying to convince the person. You know that this person, if he sees something serious, he will follow you. But you now, you didn't spend time with God before going. So every day is difficult. And every day you'll be explaining things. Huh? Sometimes we explain things and huh? then we start lying. You are trying to win a soul, well, but you start lying. Start saying things. <laughs> explaining all sorts of things from the Bible. And I, if, if you come to God, all your problems will be solved. You will be hungry again. Who told you? Engage God. When God comes to you, engage Him. We are going to pray for Thank very you. a very long time today. We are praying until so the service ends. Engage God. Don't be, don't be doing. I want a. I want that. Engage God. Tell Him that God. This sickness has been worrying me for too long. That is why I'm here. The devil has been chasing me for too long. That's why I'm here. God, my friends, I can't let go of my friends. But they are the ones pushing me to do the bad things. That's why I've come here. Rise to your feet. 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 talking about engaging God I, I I felt that there are some people here you are here because you have a problem there are different kinds of people here there are people that their parents were coming to church they forced them to come to church uh, there are people that your friend invited you to church there are people that every Sunday you come to church so it's a routine for you but there's someone I don't know how many you are here because you have a very strong problem and you know that only God can solve that problem. And that is why you are here. I want you to come forward. The formula is the same as last week. No laying hands. You pray for yourself. Let's close our eyes. Begin to talk to God, begin to talk to God. God is asking him, why are you here? Tell him why you're here, what are you doing here? Tell him why you're here. God, I'm hiding, God, I'm running. God, I'm in trouble. God, last time I almost filled my exams. God, last year that boy almost got me pregnant. That's why I'm here. I'm serious, don't look at me. You don't want anybody to be looking at me. Engage God. Tell him, tell him what's on heart. you are praying you are not serious